This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, USA, not USA. There are very few people that make any decision starting with you. It starts with me. Um, and, and we also talk about social distancing is new. Spiritual distancing for many is not. They've kept people six feet away for a long, long time. Um, and it's just not, it's not healthy spirit. It's just not healthy spiritually. And it will not get everything out of you that the Lord wants to get out of you. Well, welcome to the Activate Podcast, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name is Ryan, and I'm glad you're joining us today on the podcast. This uh, Sunday, we continued our series called One Another. And uh, as a leadership team, we knew it was really critical that we focus on what the Bible teaches about us being um, in spiritual community. And so we've simply called it one another, right? Because there are so many instances in the New Testament, a hundred, where uh, Jesus or Paul tells us to love one another, encourage one another. And so to be in one another, uh, in a sense, with each other, to be in spiritual community. So, Pastor Christian, welcome back to the podcast. You uh, preached the second uh, in this series this Sunday titled, Don't Give Up. Um, now, you know, starting with a, a super important question, you, you talked about very, your, important. Your, very important, very important, one of your favorite pastimes. And yep. I'm sure we've each eaten about six baskets full of chips, but you talk about your love for, uh, not only chips and salsa, but tacos. So where, where are your favorites? So I, I'll, I'll start by saying this one, you and Mike did an incredible job last week, um, on the podcast. Thanks for just filling in and, and doing what we hope this podcast is giving practical truth to apply to, to apply and activate the uh, the truth. Um, Thank you. That, was it was it good? It was it, it was, was good. good. <laughs> that's <laughs> to quote our friend Brandon. It was good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's real good. Um, anyway, um, chips and salsa. So the the best the best chips and salsa that I've ever eaten, and potentially it was the occasion. We're in Cabo, um, so I've only I've only been to Cabo, Mexico once. I got in I got invited kind of as a servant. Um, to, to go on a, to go on a ministry trip, um, to Cabo. There was, there was kind of a group of guys going down, um, doing some ministry stuff. Um, and they, they were gonna, they were gonna play golf. They were, so they're gonna wake up, like have quiet time type stuff, uh, and then play 36 holes of golf and then come back and do, you know, more quiet time stuff, like around the fire pit, around the pool. It's kind of like, like a little men's retreat. Um, and w- one of the leaders that was going on that retreat didn't know about the golf part. And was not a golfer. Um, I was not a spiritual man, but I love to play golf. <laughs> so um, he asked me last minute, "Hey, this trip has been planned. Um, I don't want to go play golf. Would would you go and just play play golf? You can sit in and listen, but you just need to bring your clubs and you need to stand in for for me on the golf course." And I said, "You know what? If the Lord wants it, I'll do it." Um, so I you know headed down to Cabo <laughs> and had three three of the greatest days of my life with a, with a group of these men that, that love to play golf. One of them, a member down there. And I, you know, I'm like, I'm like 22 or 23. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. But the first day we went to breakfast and when we sat down for breakfast at the little restaurant, they brought out chips and salsa and, and refried beans covered in melted cheese for breakfast. Amen. Bring it on. Yeah. And I just looked around. I asked one of the guys, I'd never even been to Mexico. So I asked guys, why, why, like, did you order this? And he said, no, they do this before all meals. He said, haven't you ever been to a Mexican restaurant? And I said, but for breakfast? And he said, at every meal, they start with chips and salsa and refried beans covered in melted cheese. And I just thought, like, like Viva La Mexico or whatever. <laughs> like, I, like, I thought that may, that may be part French, part Spanish, yeah. but I thought, like, this is phenomenal and I love it and I want to be here. 
um, forever. Obviously, I love La Fuente right down the street from our church. Um, Jose Peppers, uh, I like. I just like. I like their their tacos. Um, you know the way they do their crispy shells, kind of wrapped around the meat. There's a couple places on Southwest Boulevard, like the authentic mm-hmm. Mexican stuff downtown KC, that I love the little hole in the wall places. But yeah, man, I I love um, I love Mexican food, but I love chips and salsa before any type of food. Um, chips and salsa before Italian, Czech. Chips and salsa before steak and potatoes, check. Yeah. Chips and salsa before you know pancakes and bacon, check. Um, chips and salsa, you know, like before salad with grilled chicken. In case you're on a diet, sure, check. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, all all of them, all of them. Um, love love chips and salsa. I've wanted to be brave enough to like. I'll take a glass. What do you want to drink? I'll take a glass of salsa. <laughs> yeah, some places it's it's good enough. It is to drink. that good. I yep. can drink it. Yep, Scott. By the way, Pastor Scott's mom. Makes the best homemade salsa. Okay. Um, it's incredible. And one of our safety team members, great guy at our church, um, named Tim brings me some homemade salsa mm-hmm. once a year on Christmas. That is phenomenal. And it is the use it on chips and then like the last inch and a half or so, you just drink. You just drink. Yeah, you yeah. just drink. It's well, that, I'm going to have to bring you my that, mom's too because she has fantastic. That's- so if I could just be real honest, I said both of those things. Hoping that you would offer me your mother's salsa because I've heard, I've heard she has great salsa. And I thought if I share this, maybe he'll remember I've never given him any of my mother's. You, so you're, you're right. I have some folks at the church who actually barter uh-huh. with her for, yeah, for salsa. So yes, I know. Yeah. Tell her I will preach for salsa. Yeah. Kevin, yeah. um, yeah, is often wanting the salsa and others. Well, you that know, is the, the least spiritual thing that's ever been discussed on this it podcast. It is, yes, but you know, we're, but it means we're, a lot to we're me. having a little fun on the Activate podcast us, as well. Why not? Yes, let us. Which leads us right into the first point of your message. You had tacos on the mind. Mm-hmm. Let us number one uh, point of your message. First one, uh, first one. Let us draw near to God, uh, and then you share he- Hebrews ten nineteen through twenty two, which talks about the most holy place. So. Extremely significant spiritually. Will you, will you unpack this a little more? Uh, the significance of this. Um. Yeah. So it's if you haven't if you haven't watched the message, not listened to it, but if you haven't watched the message yet, you need to go watch the message because we show a picture of the temple in first century Israel with with kind of the roof cut away, so you can see the basins, the altar, and in in the pathway to the to the holy of holies. Um, the, the thought is this. So, so the author in, in the book of Hebrews is writing to, to Jewish followers of Jesus who are trying to figure out if they need to leave Jesus and just go back to the Jewish faith. And they're being reminded, if you do that, you're not allowed to approach God. If you just, if you just go back to all the pre-Messianic Judaism, that's all a picture of real Messianic Judaism. All of these things, a picture of the Messiah. Someone else is going to have to draw near to God on your behalf. Because of Jesus, if you will take his hand, which has been offered to you, and just follow him, you can draw near to God on your own. Places that, I mean, Ryan, for 1,500 years, people wanted to be able to approach God and couldn't. Only one guy, once a year, usually only one guy a generation, and now the whole world is invited through the curtain because of Jesus' body to approach God. So the picture of the picture of draw near to God is um, for thousands of years, someone else has done it for you. Now you can do it on your own. Don't turn back. Hang on to Jesus and draw near to God because of the access he gives you to the presence of God. 
And it's why in the Gospels we see that when he died, the curtain was torn. I mean, what a picture. Yeah, but it, and a, a much, much bigger picture to, to Jewish people a thousand years ago before AD 70, while the temple was still standing, before it was torn down by, um, you know, the, the Roman soldier Titus. Uh, they, they would, they would have understood exactly what that meant. Um, and they, and they, if they would have been thinking clearly, that had, that could only mean two things. It could mean death to everyone or life to everyone. I mean, the, the veil being torn, the exposing of the ark meant death to everyone, like, like it was when, when it came back from the Philistine territory, um, to Bet Shemesh, or it could mean life to everyone as it, as Jesus said it would mean in an invitation to, to follow God. So yeah, I think Hebrews is the key. Um, you know, when I, when I was a, a little kid, grew up in a very small town. My house was built in the 1850s. Lots of homes in our town were built in the 1800s and a lot of houses had the, had the old skeleton key. Remember the old skeleton yeah. key that, yep. you know, you, you, probably so many kids have never seen those now. But I remember most houses had a master key that could, a master skeleton key that could unlock every door in the house. Hebrews is the master key to the mystery of the gospel. Because if you can understand Old Testament Levitical worship and see Jesus in every part of it, like everything makes sense. The biggest part, the veil being torn and not killing you, which means it's it can be life giving to you. Yeah. So if you want to go deeper, boy, read Hebrews. Read yes. the, read the thirteen chapters. It's really, hard. I used really to hate. Great. I used to hate it. Parts of it are really challenging, yeah. and then it opens up and some of the most inspirational stuff you'll read. Yep. And, and what I had to do for a year because I was always a little afraid of Hebrews. Um, years ago, uh, in an adult Sunday school class that I had as a as a youth pastor, I took fifty two weeks to teach through the book of Hebrews, one verse at a time. And when I got to the end of it. I understood a picture of Jesus and Christianity like I never ha- had before. I probably need to do that at our church. Yeah, I didn't realize it was fifty-two. Point. I remember you yeah, did that. It was wow. a year, a full full year um, of preaching on Hebrews. Yep. Wow. Your spiritual challenge uh, is really world changing if it's taken seriously by all those who are listening, all those who call themselves Christians around the world. And your spiritual challenge from the message was make your life match your words. Very very simple, but. Profound, and you share the verse from Hebrews ten twenty three. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Um, as followers of Jesus, why, why is this verse and this spiritual challenge so important? If you ask most people today, um, who have a negative view of Christianity, why? I don't know that one percent of them would mention Jesus. I don't know the 1% would mention Jesus. They're not mad at him. They're not upset at him. No. Um, Most of them would mention Christians who say one thing and do another. I I don't even think a world who doesn't know Jesus expects Christians to be like Jesus. They just expect them to be as much like Jesus as they seem to require of others. Yeah. And when you say one thing, expect one thing, demand one thing of others, and then don't do it yourself— um, it's, it's like whatever the opposite of the, of the gospel would be. And I love what the author of Hebrews says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Basically, he's saying, hey, let's do what we say. Let's just say what we do. We profess 
to have this hope that guides our whole life, but we're drifting all over the place. So if we really, if we really mean what we say, hang on tight and let's go. Um, and I, I think sometimes that is both the simplest and most profound, um, and probably the most impactful truth sometimes that, that one could hear. Just don't say more than you do. Always do as much as you say. Um, and, and people will have a respect for your faith at whatever level it is. If you, if you address it with a little bit of humility, um, do, do what you say. Um, say. Say what you do. Make your life match your words. Draw near. Stay close. You need community to help you do those things. That, that, I no. like, that's the message. I, that, that's the message in two sentences. And it's life, it's life transforming for the person who does it and for the people who watch. No doubt about it. And that's yeah, no doubt about that's it. That's why I, I was so challenged by that statement. You know, the most impacting, uh, uh, impactful part of your message for, for me came in, in lettuce number three. You really confronted our, our American mentality of individualism and the fact that we've been social distancing for way longer than just the last couple of months. Uh, you go on to quote Hebrews 10:24 that challenges, uh, challenges us to spur one another on. You kind of talk about this Greek word that, um, uh, Proximus, I, I, I thought of Maximus as sounds I said. Sounds like it. a transformer. Yeah, it sounded, yeah, yeah, it sounded pretty good. Yeah. Maximus Prime, uh, Maximus, uh, Paroximus. We'll go with that one. It just sounds cool. Yep. Which, which is more powerful, right? And, and I can see it. It's like to incite, to stimulate, to, to provoke. It gives the idea that we're instructed to do this in the lives of each other. So can you drive home kind of these four areas? Uh, through spiritual community that we should be doing these things in, in one another's lives. Yeah, so this, you know, probably, so the, the way this word is used now, right? So we say spur, we're trying to match an English word with a Greek word. The Latin word that derived from this Greek word proximus is proximal, which is still used in medicine because medicine still uses a lot of Latin words. So if you were actually to say this word today, you would talk about medically somebody having a proximal incident or a proximal episode, which is a sudden onset of an intensification of any symptoms that one might have. It, it, it's a, it's a rapid energy. Uh, it's a, it's a rapid energy of the symptoms that lie within you. And when the author of Hebrews says, uh, spur one another on, he is saying spiritual community will bring an intensification of the parts of the Holy Spirit that lives in your life. Um, the way you love God and the way you love others is intensified. There's more energy when you live in spiritual community. Um, the way you serve God and the way you serve others is intensified. There's more energy when you live in spiritual community. Um, the way you meet with God and others, the commitment you have to those things is intensified when you live in spiritual community. And the way you are encouraged, not just encouraged spiritually, but the way you receive encouragement from others is intensified. It's filled with energy when you live in spiritual community. I thought it was a not just a wonderful word picture, but a wonderful medical picture of this sudden onset of an intensification of symptoms. This is what spiritual community does. It just elevates all the levels of the Holy Spirit in your life. And, and all the things that we, we need, we want, that uh, we pray about, and sometimes we stiff arm, we rebuke, uh, we don't want, we think it'll infringe upon us, but yet... And that's the American individualism. I think you said yeah. the me, me SA, right? Not USA. There are very few people that make any decision starting with you. It starts with me. Yeah. Um, 
and, and we also talked about social distancing is new. Spiritual distancing for many is not. They've kept people six feet away for a long, long time. Um, and it's just not, it's not healthy spirit. It's just not healthy spiritually, and it will not get everything out of you that the Lord wants to get out of you. No, and that's why my message last week, yours, Pastor, Pastor Mike's, are so important. Like we, if you're stuck there, if you're resisting, listen. And I think you very clearly said that in the message. Ask God, we do every week, ask God to speak to your heart. I promise you, he's not saying the opposite of this. Right. He is not saying, right. don't listen to those guys. Don't talk to anybody. Stay socially distanced, you know, in, in the wrong way. That's not what he's saying. He might say, don't listen to Christian. I'm sure I've said some things from time to time that aren't worth listening to, but he will never say, don't not listen when Christian quotes scripture. Yeah. He will never, he will, he will never say that. Don't listen to the scripture. Um, that, that Christian gives because Scripture's life, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. I think we need to see Scripture like we see Jesus. I think we need to hear it out of His mouth. And every time we want to look at Scripture and say no, we need to see the face of Jesus and realize we're we're saying no to the Messiah, um, not an ancient text. Yeah, we we just have to hope as we share that God's activating in their heart, the Holy Spirit's working, and then they're listen listening and gonna take some steps in their life to to help. And and we're here to help them do that. To close the message, you talk about perseverance, and you quote Hebrews ten thirty six, where you say um, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. It's interesting; uh, it popped off the page as I was reviewing your message. My word for the year is perseverance. Uh, of course, none of us could have anticipated what we've all experienced. Uh, it's brought a lot of depression and anxiety, as you talk about, and, and a lot of stress to a lot of people. If it wasn't, I know this. If it wasn't for spiritual community in my life that I've I've established, I know this season would have been so much harder. So, what does persevering in this season meant to you? So, the first thing you need to understand is you do not have to persevere in easy things. I've never had to persevere through a, a bucket of chips and salsa, right? I mean, you <laughs> um, you don't need perseverance to do easy things. So, when he's saying you need to persevere, re- remember the context of the chapter. He's saying, draw near to God, stay close to God, live in spiritual community. Then he says, this is important because it's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of a living God, but you're going to. One day you're going to stand before God. So draw near to God, stay close to God, live in spiritual community. He, he, you know, and, and then he gives us a, a warning and a motivation. The warning is, like, you have to do this because one day you're going to stand before God. But the motivation is, you can do this. If you persevere, not easy, but possible, not easy, but worth it. Draw close to God, stay close to God, live in spiritual community. You're going to stand before God one day. This will help you get ready. It won't be easy, but it's worth it. Do it. Persevere. Um, and I, I think in, in this season, uh, it gets, it gets harder every week to do ministry like we've been doing ministry for the Sunday morning worship services, but boy, it's worth doing. Yeah. If it helps even one person stay close to God, um, if it helps even one person intensify or add in- energy to their spiritual walk, it's worth doing because one day I'm going to stand before the living God. And and he has called me and gifted me to help get others ready. So I, um, it's not been easy, but it's been worth it. And for others who have listened, it's, it's not easy to tune in and, and watch online. Less people are doing it every week. But for those who are, it's not easy, but it's worth it. Because one day you're one day you're going to stand before God. So draw close, stay close, 
And man, get some spiritual community that's going to that's help kick you in the rear every now and then when that's needed. Yeah, and the title of your message is Don't Give Up. Right. And so as I, as I think about people who either tune in for your message, you know, as I, as I post this podcast, there's tag words. So we have a lot of regular listeners, but we know we also have people who just find it. From time to time, we've had people that I just Googled it. And next thing you know, I'm now listening to the podcast. I'm listening to a message. So if you're one of those folks either in Missouri who's depressed, anxious, struggling, if you're on the other side of the planet and you have tuned in, man, let us know if we can help you. Um, we would love to help you find spiritual community. Let us know if we can encourage you. We'd love to, to, to talk with you, to pray with you, to give you hope um, that uh, the writer of Hebrews brings, that Jesus clearly brings us in our life. So um, you can also email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. We'd love to hear how we might be able to encourage and help you in this season. So um, we are persevering. Um, thankful again, Pastor Christian, for you know leading our, our church in the midst of this. As I thought about it, people need one another. They do, they, they do. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that, um, because God designed us that, uh, that, that way, I'm hoping that people will, will realize their need for one another and that we will, through this series and beyond, be able to really help a lot of people. Uh, we want to thank you for, for listening today from wherever you are around the world. Uh, be sure to tune in to our service this Sunday uh, on either Facebook Live YouTube, JCI app, of course, uh, takethejourney.cc. We'd love to hear again uh, how God is working in your life or if you need anything. Remember, you can email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. And, uh, man, we really hope to, to have you uh, jump on the podcast next week. And we, we challenge you on this Activate podcast uh, to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.